Evening folks, it's the General here recording episode 26 of my 59th minute FPL podcast. Recording on Thursday evening, the 31st of January. So we've got a, the first double game week of the season coming up now at the weekend with Everton and Man City both having two fixtures. So all the talk this week is about Everton and City assets. How many do we go for? Which ones do we go for? Do we ignore them? Um, so so instead of the usual format this week, I've ju- I'm just going to do a questions only podcast. So what I've done is I've pulled about probably seven or eight questions from Twitter, uh, which cover the main talking points. And you know a lot of these questions are being asked uh, a couple of times, so there's a lot of uh, common themes. Well, I'll tackle those and basically this, ju- just doing this podcast to get some of my own thoughts out of my own head as well, because like everyone else, we're all scratching our heads this week and trying to figure out what's the best way to approach it. So we're just going to share some of my thoughts and hopefully it'll it'll help a few others to finalise their decisions before the deadline. Uh, I'll briefly mention uh, Game Week 24. Um, I think I got a small green arrow, 46 points. So it was a, it was a very disappointing Wednesday night uh, with Salah Captain, Hazard and Robertson. Um, but it was enough for a small green arrow so I won't complain because you know there has been a couple of uh, horror stories this week. I've seen quite a lot of people, you know, getting less than thirty points. So I'll take the forty-six and, and run with it. And hopefully, the double game week can can be uh, a lot more profitable points-wise. So I'm just going to jump into them. I, there's no real o- order to these questions. I'll try and maybe you know keep the Man City ones together and things like that. Um, but I'm just going to pause and play and pause and play and uh, just get through these questions uh, as best I can. So. Jumping right into the first one, um, may as well get a hazard out of the way because I don't want to talk about him um, after I answer this question. So, question from Jason94. He says, do we hold Hazard for Huddersfield or do we sell him for a city midfielder or even Hyungman's son? So, I am a Hazard owner. It's been a very frustrating couple of weeks. Uh, last five games... I think it's I think it's one assist in the last five games. It's it's basically five blanks. That's the way I'm looking at it anyway. Uh, very frustrating, you know. Chelsea getting beat four 0 by Bournemouth. Nobody's seen that one coming. Um, now now I'm asking myself the question, you know, do I keep Hazard for Huddersfield or do I get rid of him? So I put a tweet out just before I start recording about, you know, I would love to know what this what the situation is with Paul Pogba because if I knew Pogba was fit. You know, I would consider pulling the trigger tonight on Hazard to Sterling. So that was that was my thinking this week was to do Hazard to Sterling to give me Sane, Sterling, and Richarlison for the double game week. Now I thought I was going to have Lucas Dina as well, but he he's going to miss the first game of the double game week because of uh, the red card. You, you you really couldn't make it up with Dina. You know, I I got him in for Trent uh, on Tuesday. Um, you know, you just you just can't make it up the the luck I'm having this season. But hof- hopefully it'll turn and I can get a, a respectable rank by by game week thirty eight. But back to Hazard. Um, the is- the issue I have personally with Hazard is if I want to get Sterling uh, for Hazard in a straight swap for free, I've only got zero point zero to play with. So it looks like Hazard's probably going to fall in price tonight. Um, it's not guaranteed, but it's looking that way, looking at the price uh, website. So that's the pickle I'm in. Um, if I was to do Hazard to Sterling tonight, and then you know Solskjaer comes out tomorrow and says Pogba's, uh, 
Pogba was injured, that leaves that puts me down to ten players basically. Um, well, I, you know, I would have Lucas Dina, but you know, it's one game against Man City, so you're not really expecting much there. And I've got Fabianski as well, so that's another worry because he's a slight injury doubt as well. Um, I don't think I'd worry too much about that one though because Fabianski is playing Liverpool, so I wouldn't really expect anything more than two points from him anyway. So I'd probably just roll without a goalkeeper if Fabianski was to be ruled out. But that's that's the pickle I'm in. You know, it's do I keep Hazard after five, basically five blanks, uh, to see if he can come good against Huddersfield, or do I go all in on City uh, and get Sterling to go alongside Sane? Um, now the problem with that, another problem with that is, you know, we've got to think ahead with our transfers this week. We've got to look at game week twenty-seven, where. Uh, City, Everton, Chelsea and Brighton don't play so if I get Sterling in this week you know I'm creating problems for myself because that would give me two Everton and two City and I've already got Balbuena injured Kamara has gone left for Turkey today um, so I'm already in a bit of trouble uh, for game week 27 so that you know I've I really don't know what to do that's the, the short answer Um Moving on to a question linked now to the to that one. Uh, came in from FPL Football Advice. Can we trust triple captain on a city asset this week? So a lot of people are asking themselves this question. I'm one of those people. Um, I just I just think uh, a triple captaincy opportunity for you know with a team like Man City, it shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, it's definitely something we have to think about, no matter what kind of form they're in. Uh, I watched Man City Newcastle or in, in Tuesday night, and City were way off the pace. It was a it was a very odd match to watch. Um, City just weren't at the races whatsoever. Now it's hard to know what will come of that. You know, I would expect them to bounce back, so maybe that result is a good thing for the upcoming double game week. But then obviously it could go the other way and. They may struggle again. You know, Arsenal and Everton, it's not exactly easy fixtures on paper, but I would look at those two fixtures as good fixtures for the City attackers because I don't really rate uh, Arsenal or Everton defensively. Um, Obviously, the big question with City is rotation. We have no idea which players will play both games. Now, we all thought Ederson was the safest, but he's an injury out now as well. So... It's 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 a it's a risky decision to bring him bring him in uh, unless it comes out tomorrow in the press conference that he's fit and well. So all that considered, you know, do we play triple captain in twenty five or or do we hold it? Um, again, I'm on, I'm undecided. I kind of before before I watched the City Newcastle game midweek, I was I was pretty set on do on, on going for triple captaincy. More on him. Um, and if I bring in Sterling, obviously I've got two options then um, to go for the triple captaincy. And as as the weekend gets closer, um, you know I'm starting to think more about my chip strategy as well. And and this links in another question which came in from Robert Hellier. He just simply asked, "What is going to be? What will be my chip strategy this season?" Um, and I'm, you know, I still feel we don't have enough information. I don't think anybody has a set in stone strategy yet for their chips and their second wild card. Um, there's just too much up in the air at the moment, um, but something something I have been thinking about this week, and it was um, Peter Blake on Twitter. Uh, I think it's his handle is MathSafeFPL, um, a very good uh, FPL mind, um, and he kind of got me thinking a little bit differently to what I had been. So 
I mentioned in the previous podcast that my thinking this season was uh, free hit in the first big double game week and then you know keep the wild card for around game week 33 34 and then use the bench boost close to that you know in one of those is the is the big double game week um but i think i think it's good it's good to keep an open mind um that i'm going to do because i simply don't know yet um and i think it's you know it's good to it's good to see fresh ideas uh, and that's one of the best things about the fpl community on twitter it it opens up your mind to possibly going you know a different route and, and challenging your own thoughts um, and that's what that tweet from from peter did this week for me and, and trev fpl trev as well um talking about um the triple captaincy as well you know if we don't use triple captaincy this week on a city asset you know when do we use it then because as far as i know there is a chance you know chelsea are due you know another double game week but i think it could fall into the you know the double game weeks that, are, that we already are expecting so that would that would be a problem because you know we couldn't really use triple captaincy then because on Chelsea because we're going to probably use free hit and the bench boost in the two doubles and if the Chelsea the extra Chelsea game falls into one of those two big double game weeks you you know you don't know where the, where where the question then is where do we play the double uh, for the play the triple captain so that has me you know going back towards city again um you know we know city have a have a double game week um we don't know when chelsea's will be or what kind of form they're going to be in or anything so you know why not just play it this week when we know what's happening um the, the going back to that idea as well you know if if i don't play triple captaincy on city something else i've been thinking about um which goes back to peter's thoughts as well was possibly playing an early wild card or you know earlier than planned um, I've always used my uh, bench boost and wild card together. You know, you know, you play your wild card one week and then you bench boost in the double game week the week after. But I think you know, it, it, I think it is worth considering playing it early as well. Um, if if you don't use your your triple captaincy this week, um, because then that would allow you to for for the two double game weeks later in the season. You know, you would look to possibly play your triple captaincy in one of those instead of City this week but that would mean possibly playing the bench boost in a single game week now that's something I've never done but it's something I'm considering this season um, and in my position you know I don't really have much to lose this season so it, it's probably a good opportunity to for me to try something different so that that I've kind of begun thinking about possibly going a different route than I usually do um, you know the, the the idea of loading up on double game week players and then playing a bench boost, uh, you know, the idea of getting fifteen players playing twice is great, but it rarely works out that way. Um, and there's often, especially when it's late in the season, there's often a lot of rotation. So you, you you effectively, you know, the bench boost. I've never had too much success with bench boost in the past, even if all my subs are playing twice. Um, I know last season it, it didn't go great for me. Um, and I think if you I think if you set up properly with a view to bench boosting in a single game week uh, it, it can it can ju- it can work just as well as in a double game week and um, so you would target you know four bench players that have a good fixture so the idea of that would be just say for example a wild, if you wildcarded game week 27 you would bench boost then in 28 so you would set up your side in 27 with players 
who you will bench in game week 28, but who have a good fixture. Um, so more than like, you know, you're looking at cheap players who have good fixtures, um, you know, for, for the bench. But so that, that's just something I'm thinking about. And it, I think it's it's good to get it out there a bit more as well and get people to think outside the box as well because, you know, Twitter can be an echo chamber. Um and a lot of people tend to go the same direction. But I think quite simply this season, there's too much up in the air yet to have a set in stone strategy. And that just has me, and I'm, I'm sure it has a lot of people just really scratching their head and, and undecided on what to do. Um, and at this point in time, I'm still undecided on whether to triple captain a city player. Um, part of me just is saying, just go for it. You know, it's it's more fun. Um just go for it, get out of the way and, and, and see what happens. Because especially if I brought in a player like Sterling, he's very his ownership's very low. And even if he didn't start both games, you know, even if he played one game and played maybe thirty minutes of another one, you know, you're talking hundred and twenty minutes. Um Sterling could do big damage in, in hundred and twenty minutes, as could Sane. Some people are looking at Aguero as well. Um, I, ju- I do prefer the midfielders though I, I just think there's potential, more potential there for explosive returns so part of me is looking at that low ownership in the likes of Sterling and Sané and what it could do uh, for my rank if it paid off now that is, you know, that's the big question and I'm not going to ramble on too much more because I'm not really giving any helpful information here, I'm not saying what's the right or wrong thing to do because I just think simply there is no right or wrong way to do it you've just got to go with how you feel and I think a lot of a lot of what's happening this weekend. It depends on how your own team is set up. You know, you've got to look ahead to game week twenty seven. If you're well set up for that already, you know you can you can be bolder with going all in on City or or Everton assets. If you're like me and you're kind of struggling already for game week twenty seven, you probably have to you know be a bit more careful. Um, anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm just rambling, so I'm just going to pause it for a second and look through one or two more of these questions and then and then get going again. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna move away from City for for a question or two because even just recording this pod, pod it's it's frying my brain even more. So, I had a question from Ryan Mullen uh, who's asking about uh, suitable replacements for Lucas Dina. So, if I don't go the Sterling route tonight, um, what I would probably end up doing is just replacing Lucas Dina. So, this is a question I'm asking myself as well this week. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, directions you can go with replacements. Um, the Liverpool defence is always probably the first place to look at if you don't already own Robertson and you've got some cash. If if it comes out tomorrow that Trent Alexander Arnold looks like he could be back, he's another option. Um so I, I'm you know I may end up just reversing that transfer. Dina to Alexander Arnold. Um Kolasinac is a player I really like. He doesn't have he's got Man City uh, this weekend, so it's not the ideal time to bring him in, but the way I was looking at it was if I did uh, Dina to Kalasinac, I would probably just bench Kalasinac this week to give me a sub uh, and start Wan Bissaka. But then it's the next three fixtures I like for uh, Kalasinac. It's Huddersfield, Southampton, and Bournemouth. Um, Kalasinac has, has been you know passing the eye test big time for me recently. He got he got the assist for Aubameyang's penalty um, in midweek as well. So again, it just highlights his his attacking potential. Another player I was looking at. Today was Holabas. Um, he got an assist again midweek. I think he's got seven assists now this season. But then I realised that he's on nine yellow cards. So if he gets one more, uh, I think it's before game week 32, he gets a two-game ban. So, you know, 
quite simply, Holobaz is going to have a two-game ban very soon, the way he plays the game. So that, that rules him out. There's no point bringing in a player you know, that's facing a, a two-game ban soon. Another option is Pereira-Leicester. Uh, again, fixtures are not great. He's got United and Spurs next. But then, you know, he doesn't have a blank this season. Uh, so he's a, he's kind of a, you know, a set-and-forget option then. Um, but it's more so from game week 27 onwards for Pereira. Uh, every time I watch him, he looks good. Even when he plays right back, he gets forward. Um, so he, he's an option as well. But he's probably more so an option if you can bench him for the next two weeks. Um, so I do like Pereira. Um, obviously, with the double game week then, you could look at Everton. You know, you could look at an Everton replacement for Dina. I just don't really like any of them uh, with their fixtures. Um, City, you could look at City. But then again... I just really, I can see City conceding in both games, so that's why I'm not really interested in bringing in a City goalkeeper or defender. Now, if I was pushed and I had to choose a City defender, Laporte is probably the one I would go for. Uh, I think he's been their best defender this season, and he and he's played almost every game. I think he might have only missed one, um, so he's he's the most nailed on. Um, if anybody is nailed on in Pep's team, so that's the way I'd go if I was going to City. But I'm just going to avoid them because I. I really don't really see them keeping clean sheets. I think they've only got three in the last 14 or something like that. I think that was the figure Jay Eggersdorf mentioned in his video yesterday. The other option then for uh, replacing Lucas Dina is a, is a downgrade just to free up cash. So Bednarek at Southampton is a great enabler. Uh, and he has he plays in blank 27 as well, which is a bonus. Now, it's not a great fixture. Um, I'm just double-checking. Yeah, he, so he plays Arsenal in 27, so it's not ideal. But again... Uh, he's got a couple of decent fixtures coming up Burnley, Cardiff, Fulham so there could be clean sheets there he's gone up to 4 million now but again he is he's great value and he's a great enabler so maybe if you're looking to replace Dina to free up cash maybe to do an attacking move to get a city attacker uh, Bednarak could be your could be your friend there going back now to Man City uh, question from Larry McCormick if I owned all three who would I captain? Aguero, Sani or Sterling. So I'm sure there will be uh, people loading up on all three of those players uh, and really attacking the double game week to try and maximise points. Um, at most I'll have two. I've already got Sani. I've already said I might get Sterling. Um, but for those who've got all three, it's really tough then to choose a captain. Even if you only own two, it's very hard to choose a captain from, from the City players. It really is a lottery uh, with who, which of them are going to get the most minutes. Um, the only thing about Aguero that I don't like is Jesus. You know, Jesus has been playing very well recently, so you would like to think he would get a start in one of the two games. Now, Pep could obviously play both of them together, um, and that's another worry with City. You know, after the defeat to Newcastle, Pep could really shake things up and you know drop one or two of the players, uh, and you know maybe go with Aguero and Jesus. Um, so that's obviously scary for the likes of of Sane and Sterling yeah, for people who own those. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, watching Pep on the on the bench midweek, he was he was very very frustrated. So maybe he'll just completely shake things up and make loads of changes. So again, big worry. So if I was pushed to make a decision, who would I captain, Aguero, Sani, or Sterling? I think I would opt for a midfielder um, because of Jesus and also just the simple fact that they get a point for a clean sheet and they get the extra point for the goal as well. So. Something I haven't given too much thought to. Obviously, if I bring Sterling in tonight, I'm going to have to make a decision on this myself. Um, at the moment, I think it would be Sani. 
I just feel I just feel he's he's possibly more likely to start both games than Sterling. Uh, that's just my own feeling now that that may not happen, so don't take take that as gospel. But for to me, said you know on the left hand side, there's Sane or nobody really. Um, but on the right hand side for City, Mares could come in there. Um, obviously, st- st- talking about shake ups from Pep, he could drop Sane, he could play Sterling left, he could play Mares right. We just don't know. But I but I do just feel there's a, a slightly better chance of Sane uh, starting both games. So that's probably where I'll go with captaincy. Or triple captaincy if I decide to go that route. Um, so that's the answer to that one. While I'm on the, the question of uh, captaincy, I, I'll just talk about Game Week 25 captaincy in general as well. Um, because I did have a question about that. I, th- I can't remember who asked it, but it, w- it was basically a question. You know, do we do we triple or do we captain the City assets? Or should we be considering the likes of Salah against West Ham? Son against uh, Newcastle? Or even Hazard, dare I say his name again, uh, who plays Huddersfield at home. So Salah's probably the one I'd be most interested in if I didn't go for a, a City player this week. Uh, just because he's playing West Ham and West Ham have been absolutely shocking recently. They've been hit really hard with injuries. Um, you know, Wolves uh, Wolves absolutely battered them midweek, scored three. So Liverpool could easily rack up four or five in that game, I feel. So Salah has to be in, you know, in contention for captaincy, even even with the double game week. Um, some people will probably be tempted to go Richarlison as well, just because he has two games. But I find Richarlison a very hard player to trust. Um, so I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to go there myself for captaincy. Richarlison. I'm just happy enough to own him and, and just hope, hoping for the best that he can. Hopefully, he can be the double game week hero. Um, but for me, it, the, the player with two fixtures or the player who potentially will have two fixtures always wins out for me. And that's why I'll be going for a city captain this week. Um, even if it's only, you know, even if they only play 120, 130 minutes, I must prefer that to a 90 minute uh, player like Salah, Son or Hazard. Um, so that's the way I'll be going. But, you know, we've seen it many times before. Single game week players outscoring double game week players. So, I would not be surprised to see players like Salah, Son, probably Hazard. We know what he's like when people sell him. So don't be surprised to see those guys outscore the likes of Aguero, uh, Sané, Sterling. Just on the topic of Everton there as well, a player who very little people are talking about is is Gilfie Sigurdsson. We're all blinded because we have Richarlison, or you know a lot of people have Richarlison. Um, but Sigurdsson has the potential to be the double game week hero. He'll play. He'll play both games. I would imagine set pieces. You know, uh, Lucas Dean is missing in the first game, so Sigurdsson should be on the free kicks. He'll be on penalties, so Everton could surprise us and do very well over the two games. And if Everton do well, I would fancy Sigurdsson to do well. So, one to consider, possibly a little bit under the radar. Talking about players under the radar, I had a question from John Chapel asking, "What are my thoughts on Sadio Mane?" So Manny's another player who I don't see many people talking about on on social media, mostly because you know we've got Salah, most people have Robertson, a lot of people have Firmino, possibly Van Dijk, Allison. So you know a lot of people are already tripled up on Liverpool. But for those who are not tripled up on Liverpool, um, and you know a lot of people are probably looking to sell Hazard, and you know automatically. It's easy to just go straight to a Man City player, but I definitely think we need to consider the likes of Manny and Youngman's son as well. Um, if you look at their fixtures, 
you know, Spurs have Newcastle, Leicester, Burnley. Very good fixtures for Son. Uh, came back with a goal right away. Um, so he's a player I would love to fit in as soon as I can. And then you've got Manny. I think it's back-to-back goals now. Uh, I think it might be three goals in the last five games. And definitely a player who, who's under the radar. And someone I'm interested in. Um, Liverpool have got West Ham, Bournemouth next. You know, two two very good fixtures again on paper for attackers. Bournemouth have tightened up two clean sheets since uh, Boric came in there, but you know I wouldn't fancy them to keep a clean sheet against Liverpool. So, part part of my reasoning for selling Trent last week was obviously he was injured, but I also like the fact that it freed up a Liverpool spot for me, and it gives me the option of getting an attacker in. If I want to, and Manny, I think I would go for Manny over Firmino at the moment, uh, from what I've seen recently. If Liverpool, if it's going to be their year, and and if it if it does turn out to be their year, um, as soon as as soon as they win the title, I will be deactivating all social media for at least two months because I just can't listen to Liverpool fans gloating. We know what they're like. They'll they'll they won't just gloat for the summer. They'll gloat for about fifteen years. Um, so I'm really not looking forward to that. Um, hopefully Spurs somehow can can just fight back and win the league, so I don't have to I don't have to listen to Man City or, or or Liverpool fans. But back to my point, if City if or if if Liverpool are going to win the league, you know they're going to need Sane to or sorry they're going to need Manny to to step up between now and the end of the season, and he's already shown signs of that, um, and he's quietly going about his business the last two game weeks, um, so he's definitely a player I'm interested in. Um, and you know, if I decide not to go Sterling, and I think, and you know, maybe I'll think more about game week twenty seven. Um, definitely, Son and Sadio Mane are probably the two players I'm most likely to look at. If Pogba gets ruled out, um, I think I would just go straight to Hyungman Son. I, I think that's a no brainer for anyone. You don't need need to think twice about that one. But maybe if you've got a little bit of extra cash, then you can think about uh, Sadio Mane if you've got a free Liverpool spot. I hope this uh, hope this podcast comes out okay. It it, it just feel, without a without a structure, it just feels like I'm rambling. But hopefully the hopefully there's plenty of uh, useful information in here to get you thinking. Um, next question was from FPL Logic. Uh, a question about a player who is on my radar as well, and that's Aubameyang. So FPL Logic's question was: Is it worth doing Aubameyang out for Aguero for the double game week and then getting? Uh, Aubameyang back in so reversing the transfer so a lot of people are thinking about this week who, who already own Aubameyang um, and this is something I've never liked it's you know it's a one week transfer now it is slightly different when it's a double game week so there's it's probably easier to do it uh, in a week like this um, but the way I'd be looking at that is Aubameyang could easily I would fancy Aubameyang to, to, to do well against City uh, the way City have been defending so you're going to want Aubameyang back in game week 26 so in that situation, I would just keep Aubameyang and focus on the Man City midfielders instead. Um, so I'm not a fan of the hokey cokey. That doesn't mean it won't work out. People, you know, there will be people last week who get rid of Aubameyang, who bring in Aguero, Captain Aguero, and if Aguero starts, you know, at least one of the games, and, and if he starts two games, he could do serious damage. So don't let me put you off that move. It's just a move I I don't really like doing uh, the hokey cokey because. By not doing the hokey cokey, you can focus your your game week six transfers elsewhere in your team then, rather than having to get uh, a Bamiang back in. So I mentioned he's a player he's on my radar. I owned a Bamiang earlier in the season, and I'm looking to get him back in uh, game week twenty six. 
Uh, it's Ars- those Arsenal fixtures: Huddersfield, Southampton, Bournemouth. It uh, gave me 26, 27, 28. I would like to own a Bamiang, and especially gave me 27 because that's the week that United play Liverpool. So that kind of rules Salah out as a captaincy option for me because I don't. Really, he doesn't do well against the top six historically this season. Uh, doesn't mean he won't do well against United, but for me, I would rather have a Bamiang as captain that week. Um, so back to my possible plans. If if I keep Hazard for Huddersfield, what I would do then is give me twenty six. I would probably sell Hazard for a four point five million midfielder, uh, or even someone like Jason Punchin, who plays in the blank game week, and then I would change uh, the bad boy Kamara to Abamyang. You know, and it it would it would possibly be a minus four if I make a transfer this week, but I wouldn't mind getting Abamyang for a minus four because I would fancy him over those three fixtures to pay me back. Um, the same goes for if I get rid of Hazard this week and get Sterling. What I would probably do then, 26, is just get rid of Sterling. Uh, the same thing, get rid of Sterling uh, for a cheap you know, budget midfielder and get Aubameyang in for Kamara. So it would be a move back to 3-4-3, giving me Aubameyang, Jimenez and Rashford up front. Um, so I like the sound of that front three. And that could be, you know, Aubameyang could see me move back to a 3-4-3. But obviously a lot can change between now and then. But that that is my thinking um, so a lot hinges on Pogba you know do I take the chance tonight that Pogba is going to be fit and just be done with Hazard and get Sterling in and um, go and go hard or go home basically for the for the double game week and in the back of my mind you know I mentioned a possible early wild card if if everything goes wrong and, I'm, and my team ends up in a mess you know in, in, a, in two or three weeks time the wild card is always there um, and again, it's it's easier for me, ranked at about, you know, I think I'm about 225k at the moment. It's a lot easier for me to take a few risks because I really don't have anything to lose this season. Um, I would imagine, you know, if, if I was, you know, a lot higher in the ranks or for people who are doing well this season, you know, if you're in the top 100k, top 50, top 10k, you're probably going to play a more cautious uh, approach. Um, but it is definitely good to, to think outside the box because... You know, gains can be made by by going against the grain, um, and that, and that's kind of my thinking. Uh, last two questions. Uh, they're not really related to, to the double game week, but I thought I'd answer these anyway. Uh, the first one was from FPL Triple Crap, uh, a great name, FPL Triple Crap, because more often than not, our, our triple captaincy does end up being crap. Hopefully, not this season. His question was, how do I how do I reset the season? And I. All I'll say is, FPL Trouble Crab, if you do figure out how to reset it, let me know, because it's something I would like to do myself. But the best thing about FPL is there's always next season, and you know anybody can have a bad season. And I think that the Elite 64 League that I run has, has you know really highlighted that fact for me this season, because I, I put a tweet out a few weeks ago that the, the five managers... The top five managers in that league last season are all in the relegation zone at the minute, so they're all... 200,000k or worse so we all we were all top 1k finishes last season and we're all five of us are struggling this season so that just shows you you know anyone anyone can have a rough season and fpl can be very punishing 
Uh, the last question came in from the Art of the Dive FPL podcast, and that that's a podcast I recommend you check out as well. I listened to it for the first time uh, two weeks ago. Uh, a very good podcast, lots of good information. Uh, I think they've got a podcast out this week as well, so be sure to check that one out. The Art of the Dive FPL podcast. A good question here uh, from from the guys there was, why do I call myself the General? Is it because I'm good at FPL, or do I just like the name? Um, how how the name came about was when I when I joined the FPL community on Twitter. Well, I didn't really know I was joining a community. I just I used to use Twitter uh, as a personal account, basically just to follow Ben Dennery uh, and Fancy Football Scout. Uh, and then I realised there was a lot more you know FPL accounts on Twitter. And when when I set up Twitter, it was May twenty sixteen. I set up the account and I noticed basically everyone had a, had an FPL handle. You know, there was FPL Chief and FPL Fly and, and basically everyone had a, had an FPL name. So I started out, I think I started out as FPL Mark, but I quickly realised that there's a there's a pretty famous FPL Mark. So I don't think there was room for, for, for two of us. So I, I decided to change the name and, and basically I think I put up a, tw- a, a Twitter poll. I will try and find the poll that I put up. So basically I came up with a few ideas myself and I... I think I came up with four uh, ideas, and one of them was FPL General, and that was that won the vote, and that's simply how it started. So I started out as FPL General, and it just stuck. Then, you know, I've often considered uh, changing my Twitter account just to my name, you know, Mark McGettigan. But I think once you build up, uh, you know, a, a, you know, my alter ego, uh, it would be probably silly to change it now. As I've said before, I'm 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 known more as the general now than I am as, as Mark. You know, even my own mother uh, mentioned the general in in my wedding speech in her wedding speech. So I don't I don't think there's any going back any going back now. I think the general's here to stay. Uh, so thanks thanks for the questions, everyone. Um, as I think I've covered, I think I've mentioned what my plan my you know possible plans are. So it's basically tonight, bite the bullet, Sterling in for Hazard. Or if not, um, wait and see what's the story with Pogba. If Pogba's injured, probably get Son. If Pogba's okay, um, I may just do Lucas Dina to, to someone like uh, Bednarak, Kolasinac. I really don't know uh, who I'll go for there. Um, and then, you know, Aubameyang is someone I'd like to get in for Game Week 26. So, as I said, this podcast could be absolutely rubbish. Uh, it was a lot of rambling. But hopefully hopefully you took something from it. Um let me know what you think about my thoughts, plans, ideas as well. I'm always open to, to you know fresh ideas. And let me know what you think of, of anything I mentioned in the podcast. Is there anything I didn't mention that maybe I should have? Uh, let me know. Um, uh, tomorrow is the 1st of February. So the start of a new month is always the best time to sign up to Patreon. Um, because basically you get a free trial. You don't get charged until the 1st of every month. So... My current patrons are going to get charged tomorrow for January and then anyone who signs up from tomorrow onwards doesn't get charged until the 1st of March. So if you want to check out the Patreon, um, don't sign up tonight, basically. Wait until tomorrow um, and you get a free trial. And and the, the link to my Patreon page is pinned on my Twitter account. So good luck in the double game week, whichever way you decide to approach it. Um, I'm just going to wish myself luck as well because I could do with some after the last couple of weeks. So hopefully whatever way I approach it, 
whether I go sterling or not, whether I go triple captain or not, hopefully it works out uh, for the better. So good luck um, for the weekend. I should mention as well, um, I'm going to do the Match of the Day Challenge on Saturday and I would encourage everyone to have a go at it as well, especially if you've never tried it before. So basically on Saturday, I'm going to switch off my phone uh, for the whole day, get out of the house, just go out, have a nice day, probably head to the pub because I've been doing dry January. Um, I've got about four hours left and it's dry January completed so I'll probably go to the pub on Saturday avoid all the results and then come home watch match of the day at half ten without knowing anything without knowing team lineups results and, and just watch it um, watch it unfold live so I'll do a couple I'll probably do a couple of tweets about that tomorrow and, and Saturday anyway so I encourage you to give that a go uh, it's always a good it's always good to take a step away from technology um, and enjoy your weekend without the FPL stress Right, that's enough rambling, folks. I'll be back on Tuesday with episode 27.